You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, we are going to be talking about Denise Gosnell about how to create time by working smarter. Denise Gosnell is a serial entrepreneur, business strategist, productivity hacker, attorney, author, and real estate investor who now, through her company, The Vacation Effect, teaches busy entrepreneurs how to use unconventional scheduling and techniques to grow their business by working less. She has a process that she calls growth by subtraction, which applies to entrepreneurs and busy people everywhere. So I am very excited to talk to Denise about how she manages to do about what 15 of us would need to get done. Denise, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. So my first question is always, what superpower did you discover as the result of mastering your mind? Yeah, so what I discovered um, in mastering my mind is that freedom is a mindset, not a destination. What I mean by that is freedom is not um, something that you get to someday when you have more time or you have more money or when you retire. Freedom is a decision that you can make right here, right now and decide to claim it and step into it. And that's something that I learned um, you know, there's a, actually a story behind how it came to me from my mind. And if there's something that you'd like me to go into, I can. But that's the short version of what I learned <laughs> by mastering my mind. Yes. Well, so what I would love is, yeah, how did you come to that? Because that seems like such a big decision. Like, how can you make that decision when you are feeling super overwhelmed by everything? Yeah. So, I had always dreamed of having a uh, work schedule where I could have, you know, two, two days off, two business days for myself just to be and be happy and do whatever made me happy. I'm a serial entrepreneur who's always interested in starting new companies and doing new things. But I was always so crazy busy being an 80-hour week workaholic entrepreneur that I just, like, I craved that freedom of having a couple days for myself. And the weekend time is great, but it's like friends and family time and it's, you know, errand time and stuff like that. You know, I had craved like just quiet time with myself, but I never had time for it. So I thought, so long story short, Kristen, I went to a meditation retreat a few years ago and we were supposed to come with a question that we wanted to answer. So that was the question I would had gone there with, like, how can I have the schedule I've always wanted? And when I got quiet and we were, I was laying out on the lawn, you know, the green grass you know, in Colorado hitting my face, you know, my, my back and it's like just laying there for 30 minutes, just doing this little meditation ritual they'd given us. I had, it was like, it's like somebody whispered in my ear, like that reading voice that you hear, you know, when you're reading to yourself, that voice, that voice said to me when I asked the question, what are you waiting for? All you have to do is decide and make today what you want tomorrow to be. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I think they're saying to step into freedom right now and, you know, have the schedule that I've always wanted. So, 
you know, I was a little scared to just do it forever. So I just decided to give myself permission to do a little experiment. And that's when I did this whole 30 day time experiment that totally changed my life. But it's, it's just fascinating how when we get quiet and still and actually listen to ourselves, what we can have whispered in our ear from our, our higher self, our soul, whatever you want to call it, or even our, you know, our guides or our angels or whatever people believe. Like, I don't even know where that came from. I just know it was, it was divine wisdom that was being shared with me when I, when I stopped, you know, being so busy and listened. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It, but that was a pretty big um, realization. Absolutely. That, that you can make today what you want tomorrow to be. Mm-hmm. So you said that you did a time experiment. What, what was that? Yeah, so I'd always wanted the Tuesday, Thursday schedule that I talked about. And now this is easier for me because I'm an entrepreneur than it is necessarily for someone who, you know, works for someone else. But it, this, the concept can still apply to them too. And I'll tell you how. But so what I did was I literally went back for 30 days and I'm like, okay, I've always wanted to have Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, when I'm not traveling, but I have to adjust it when I do travel. But I've always wanted to have Tuesdays and Thursdays free for myself to just do whatever made me happy, not in the trenches of the company, just to be happy and explore and whatever, have fun. So I literally blocked out those eight days for the next 30 days. And I just put them as a, I call it a freedom day, you know, a freedom day just to be happy. And so Tuesdays, Thursdays for eight, the the next eight, you know, the next eight Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I had to reschedule some meetings and I had to shift some things around, you know, things I already had on the calendar for my three companies. And, and it was scary at first, Kristen, like, Imagine being, you know, an 80 hour a week workaholic entrepreneur and all of a sudden just being like, all right, I'm going to take off these Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next 30 days. It was really intense. And there were some things that rose to the top. And when I, as I started doing it, that where I realized I was being inefficient, where I was wasting time, where I was saying yes to things I should have either delegated or said no to. And, but at the same time, I also had this wonderful joy that I hadn't like in this clarity that I hadn't had in a long time because I was actually taking that time off. And there's a lot that I had to do in order to get over like the guilt that I felt of not working all the time because our society and especially in the North American business culture, we've just ingrained in this grind of you're lazy if you're not working all the time and success is measured by how much you work and all that stuff. So I had to unwind from a lot of that. But at the end of the day, it changed my life. And I took the, at the end of the 30 days, I extended it to 60 and 90. And at that point, I gave myself permission to just say, you know what? I'm going to step into this freedom mindset and it's just going to be the rest of my life. And you know what happened after that, for that first year of doing that? No, what? I made the most money I'd ever made in my life in the year I had worked the least. Wow. And now that doesn't necessarily always happen for somebody just because they work less. There's other things you have to yes. do in order to make that happen. But what I was doing was I had stumbled onto what you, know, you called in my intro, grow by subtraction to learn how to actually grow by removing things from your to-do list instead of adding to it. And it's all about focusing on the right things. That's perfect. Okay, good. Because you were going exactly where I was going to go next, which is how you get everything done. But we do need to go to a break before, um, before we go into that more deeply. So where can people learn about you and, and what you're teaching so we can learn more of this, how to create time and work smarter ourselves? Yeah, so my main website is vacationeffect.com, vacationeffect with an E-F-F-E-C-T.com. And that's uh, most helpful to entrepreneurs um, and executives. That, that's the audience that I, my, my content is targeted to. But there are principles that the, some of the articles there might help anyone. I have a podcast and a book coming out and things like that that are all mentioned on that site. Great. 
Hang on, everyone. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. So what I'm hearing, yes, so you you blocked off time from your work. You said, I am not going to be working on these days. Mm-hmm. How did you get everything done? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, and I always ask people this question because it helps them understand kind of what some of the magical components to what makes it work. And that is, have you ever noticed when you get ready to go on vacation, Kristen, how you get like um, a month's worth of work done in like the two days before you leave? Have you experienced that before? I certainly have. You know, almost everybody has. It's like, it's like I don't know about you, but I used to always say to myself, it's like, man, I wish I could be that productive all the time. And it's what I actually discovered when I did my 30-day experiment, when I only allowed myself to work three days a week in the trenches of the company each week, what happened was it was like that. That's where the company name, The Vacation Effect, comes from. That's part of the name where it comes from. It's like learning how to be that productive, like when you're about to go on vacation. Um, And then also, I believe life should have so much joy in it that each week feels like a perpetual vacation. So that name has a double meaning. But back to The Vacation Effect um, being productive, Um, that's what actually is happening when you reduce the amount of time you're willing to work. I call it forced hyper-efficiency. It's like the idea that if you set the room on fire, how quickly are you going to get out of the room? Pretty darn fast, right? Because there are circumstances that um, make it important for you to meet the goal in a certain time. (laughs) And that's what's actually happening when you're about to go on vacation. There's forced hyper-efficiency. You know you're not going to be available, so you just figure out what really matters and you focus on that first. What if we put constraints in place like by limiting the amount of time we're willing to work on a task or that we're willing to work in our companies such that that actually happens, that f- effect gets created every single week. You know, used to, I'd just be like, oh, if I don't get that done, I'll get that on Saturday. Or if I don't get that done, I'll work on it tonight, you know, after whatever. And it's like, no, like let's force ourselves to say, you know what? We are no longer back before technology. We've got resources available to us. If we're not using our brain and our resources we have available, there's something wrong. Like if I can learn how to get as much done in three as I used to in six, there's nothing to feel guilty about. And why not make that an objective? You know, that's my objective. Other people might, you know, just want to have another four hours a week in their time, or maybe they want to have a day off that they can work from home. You know, like there's a million ways you could organize this, but the idea is everyone can learn how to grow by subtraction, how to get more done in less time and have more fun doing it. Okay. So growth by subtraction, tell me what that means then. Yeah, so growth by subtraction means doing, growing by doing less. It's about the Pareto principle. Um, you may have heard about the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, where it's said that you know 80% of the tasks that you do only produce 20% of the results, but that the reverse, 20% of your efforts lead to 80% of the results. So Kristen, if 
80% or 20% of your efforts can produce 80% of the results. It always fascinated me with why aren't we all doing just that all the time? Like if you could, if only two out of 10 things on your to-do list could get you 80% of the way there, why are we bothering with the other eight? Um, You know, because a lot of times they take care of themselves when you do that top two. So grow by subtraction means having a process each day in your, when you're deciding what to work on, where you identify those two or three things that are going to like get you two thirds of the way there with your goals and then figuring out whether to eliminate or delay or, de- or delegate the rest of the stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, well, actually, can you give an example just out of, you know, is there a way you could give an example? Yeah. So um, I take my clients through a process where I have them brainstorm on like their different tasks for the day. Like, let's say you have 10 tasks for the day and, you know, it's a bunch of different things, you know, um, maybe it's, um, you know, record a podcast interview with me. Maybe it's your, you know, got, got a bunch of emails you need to respond to, a, you know, proposal you need to get ready for a client, a con, you know, a, a new, some new um, email marketing you need to do, like on any given day, right? It could be all kinds of things, depending on whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for someone else, right? So it's like in the morning, what if you look at that list of 10 or 15 things and you said, okay, if I got nothing else done today, what's going to be the biggest impact? And of those examples that I gave you, like getting the contract out the door that the person is ready to give you money on, that'd be number one that I would put because like that actually makes a difference to the bottom line and the operation of the company, right? Like if that person changes their mind or you sit on it too long or whatever, like money is made, or, you know, like businesses succeed when money changes hands. So to me, like I would put that at the top of the list, right? Now you might have a different metric for that, but I'm just giving that as an example. If that were my list, that's one of them that I would put. It's going to make a big difference. Another one might be, you know, on that list, maybe it's, you know, evaluating whether or not you really should be worrying about those emails versus, you know, that marketing campaign that your team is waiting on you to approve so you can start bringing in new sales. So it's, it's kind of, in some ways, it's, there's not an easy rule to say, how to identify which ones are the biggest levers. It's like, you just have to, and it's not necessarily going to be, oh, this one's going to be 20% of my effort to get to 80% of the results. It might take 30% of your efforts to get 70% of the results. And you may not know exactly what those numbers are, but the point is to train yourself to be looking for, what can I do here that's going to take the least amount of time, but produce the biggest result? Yes. And I can see that. And probably what it takes is knowing what your values are mm-hmm. and what it is. So for example, with business, as you were saying, so many of my clients that I'm working with, they get so busy with everything and they don't do the stuff that actually is going to make them the money. You have exactly. to remind them. You've got somebody who wants to talk to you about hiring you. <laughs> right. Call them back. Right. Right. And one of the other ways that I, you know, think about it myself is, you know, and I actually go through a process every morning where I try to figure out what is the most important thing I need to do in a few different areas of my life. And I have three teenage daughters. And it used to be I had to spend lots of time with them. But what I've discovered now is if I can just make an opportunity where I actually really connect to them, where we're talking and actually really paying attention to each other, it doesn't matter if it's only four minutes long mm-hmm. because we've connected. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah. it used to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, and I was just going to say that, you know, this can apply to 
um, you know, anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for someone else, it's like, if you can start learning to focus on doing the, the highest leverage, that 20% or so that's going to make the 80% of the results and do that first in your day when you're at work, imagine what kind of results you can get over time if, if, you, if you were to leave the office at noon, that like you'd already made a difference in the day and you could literally stop working and the rest of it was done. And that's how, that's one of the ingredients I actually had, there were like nine different areas I had to optimize, but that was one of the two, the two key things that I did differently um, in order to sustain my three-day, you know, in the trenches of the company per week schedule. It was, it was the forced hyper-efficiency that then focused, it made me uh, focus on really looking for the leverage points and doing those first. Right. So really figuring out what those leverage points are going to be. So that's going to mm-hmm. take a little bit of time. Right. But one thing- not, not if you give yourself the time experiment and you force yourself to. It's like <laughs> you put your feet through the fire. It's like, that's why I call it forced hyper-efficiency. It's like when you're about to go on vacation, you make yourself do it because there just isn't time. So right. it's a great way to let the inefficiencies rise to the top and help you learn to start being more productive like, like that. Yes. And I can see, I'm going to guess that uh, 99 times out of 100, there's a little bit of sarcasm in my life in my voice right now, um, <laughs> that checking email won't be the top priority. <laughs> not usually, but it depends on, you know, yeah, yeah, not usually. There are circumstances where it might be, but n- not usually. <laughs> right. Or you can skim to see if the person yeah. that you're looking for has sent you an email. <laughs> right. 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 Like if you're looking for the contract that you need to sign, then it could be, but it's like getting it and then closing it and not getting sucked into it. <laughs> yes. And I say that with sarcasm because yeah. that's one of the things where, you know, doing the deep work before looking, you know, what do, what do I need to create before looking at what everybody else is, is reach out, reaching out to me for? So, yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a different view on email as what some people do. Like I view email as like a, just a, a spot for other people's agendas, you know, and, and now don't get me wrong. Like sometimes other people's agendas, they've paid me to pay attention to their agendas, like private clients that are paying me to help them with their agendas. But just because they've sent it to me does not mean I'm obligated to like respond on whatever timeline they might be expecting. You know, to me, I have my own, I look at email as a database that I go to when it's time for me to go look for that information because we've agreed I'm going to, you know, but otherwise it's just a database to me. I don't let it like I used to, I used to be obsessed with email and making sure I had responded to everything and whatever. And nowadays, sometimes I miss emails. I've got thousands of them and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be a slave to this anymore. I'm claiming my own freedom. I have a good relationship with my clients and the people that I've committed to doing something for. And when it's time to go look for that thing that they've sent me, I'll go find it. And all that other stuff in between of all these other unsolicited whatevers, I'll get to it if and when I want to or my assistant will. You know what I mean? It's just one of those, I don't mean to be a jerk about it at all, but I could literally spend 12 hours a day just responding to email and never get anything done. And that's not the, that's not what I mean by the freedom mindset. <laughs> so. Right. Yes. Okay. So the thing that keeps coming up in my mind and you have, is it partly that you're just extraordinary that you're able to do this? I mean, is this something that anybody can learn how to do? Because, you know, you've got so much going on. So obviously you are extraordinary, but is there something that all people can learn how to do? Absolutely. And thank you for that compliment. I really appreciate that. And so everyone can learn how to step into freedom as a mindset, um, not a destination. And whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for someone else, 
um, you know, employees can even tap into this. I'll give you a couple of examples of what I and some of my friends have done, um, my friends that work for other people and when I used to work for, you know, corporate America. So back when I was in law school, I was a software developer and um, I negotiated with my boss. You know, so I was going, to, I was full-time de- software developer in the daytime and I went to law school at night. And so I negotiated with my boss that I'd have a four-day, 10-hour-per-day work week, and then I could have Fridays off to go to the law school and do, you know, extra things. Because it was intense, you know, we're going to law school every single night. I had classes five nights a week. I was sleeping like five hours a night those days because I had an hour and a half drive home each way. It was intense. So, like, I negotiated that four-day in the office, 10 hours a day, and I was a valuable employee, and they let me do that because I was really valuable. And it's like, if you can bring this the value to the table, you can negotiate your heart's content. Like people are so, you know, you can even make a deal with your boss as a trial. Like I love using the idea of an experiment even with, with your boss and say, look, I'll do this and this and this better than these other people in this amount of time. And if I do, I want you to give me this reward. And if you structure it right, they'd be crazy to say no. And that's what I did. I had to get them to agree to let me do it on a trial to prove that I could do it and that you know, the work wouldn't suffer and, and they let me do that long term. And it, so like my life has been changed by experiments and trials. So I, I encourage people to adopt that mindset, entrepreneurs and employees alike. Um, but you, I've got a couple of friends. Um, one of my friends is a, a fellow programmer who did the software architect who did the exact same thing, had a four day or I think she did a three and a half or four day work week with full benefits, you know, like I did. Um, I actually learned that from her. And then um, I have another friend who's an attorney with a big law firm, and she negotiated um, her way to go to Paris for like two months every single year and built a whole European practice. She's like literally not at the, this is, you know, not, not now she's a partner of this law firm, but she started doing this 10 years ago when she was an associate and negotiated her way. She just proved to them how valuable it was. So it's, you know, you have to be, of course, able to perform, but you don't have to be extraordinary to take these principles and show your value. Most people are really talented in what they do. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that makes perfect sense. It, people, well, it's like people are too afraid to ask for what they want when it's right there under your nose if you're just willing to show your, your boss or yourself the value proposition. Yes, I, I love that you are saying that. And it's sort of one of the things that highlights, and I just even had to do this with a daughter who was home for, for a break. And she was going to have an interview. And I, I was like, well, figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. What hours would you want? You know, what days of the week would you want? When do you want to stop working? Mm-hmm. Because then you can go in and ask for that. Right. Negotiate it up front or, you know, negotiate it later if you're already in a job that you want to try to get it into now. But you can totally negotiate. People are too afraid to do that. And I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, so just, just do it. Make yourself happy. Ask for what you want. Negotiate right. it, but make it a win-win. You got to always focus on the win-win. I've learned that as a lawyer. How, and I always had this skill even before I was a lawyer. It's like, if you can make it a win-win, I've gotten people to say yes to stuff that nobody else had ever been allowed to do. You'd be amazed. You have to ask. That's awesome. So, and one of the things that I like that you're highlighting is that you can go to people and say, hey, can we do this as an experiment? Exactly. You don't have to, it's that we don't have to lock in and tie in that this is the way it's always going to be. Right. If I can show you that this is a win-win for both of us, can we try it for 30 days? So let me show you how it's better for both of us. Because if I'm happier, I'm going to produce the results faster. And if you're going to get the results faster, you're going to be happier with me. It's a win-win. Yeah, that, that is a great, great point. 
so thank you. Um, freedom as a mindset. So there's asking for what you want, negotiating. And what would you say the belief is? Like, what's the underlying belief that allows you to look at life that as the, as that you're free instead of tied down by obligation? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, it does. So the mindset shift that I had to make was that I am worthy of planning my life around my own happiness and my own life and fit my business around it. Like I have my own freedom time, you know, the free time I was talking about that I do on Tuesdays and Thursdays in general. I have that blocked out on my calendar. And if somebody asks me to meet then, I tell them, no, I'm not available. How does Wednesday work for you? Or how does Friday work for you? Like literally, like I treat that as if I would any other meeting or business commitment that was important because I am my own most important client. So I had to finally decide that. That's part of the freedom mindset is deciding that you are your most important client and that your needs are more important than anyone else's. And I think having freedom and you know, free time for yourself is pretty darn important. I mean, whatever time that is for each person, of course, is up to them, whether it's you know, four hours a, a week or two days a week, like I do too, you know, the time for yourself. And I'm not talking about with your family or whatever. I mean, time with yourself alone. That is so valuable to your creativity to like, I solve problems faster. Now, the reason I made the most money in my life, the, you know, the first time in that year that I'd worked the least was because for the first time I'd, I'd slowed down and started listening to my inner wisdom. Instead of being crazy, busy doing stuff all the time that wasn't even being effective, I was actually like slowing down and working on the things that were the needle movers. And everybody can do that. Right. So I'm going to say I'm going to do a yes, but because this is <laughs> my brain works. Of course. If you're a mom of young, a mother of young children, a parent of young children, mm-hmm. I remember, and maybe please talk me out of this. I remember feeling as if time were like I had no control over my time with three kids at home. Yeah. And, you know, I have a 14 year old daughter and um, yeah, I, I, my mom, I have four siblings. So there were five of us and it can be challenging for sure. Um, but there are a couple different ways you can handle that. If you have a spouse, you can like make it a requirement that you have the spouse handle the children at certain times. Or if you have to hire a babysitter, if your spouse won't do it, or if you're single, like you can carve out that time for yourself. Even if you need to involve a babysitter, you deserve it. Like everybody deserves to have the space for themselves just to, just to be, just to be present with themselves and what they really want. And to be happy to do those, what I call someday maybes that someday maybe we keep telling ourselves we'll get around to that we never seem to. And then when a lot of us get to retirement, we're either too old or too poor to be able to afford all those things we'd always wanted to do. It's like, why not do them now? Carve out time in your schedule to start working on those things you've always wanted to do. And that's what I I now do on my freedom days. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. That's lovely. I I want to, it does remind me that there was a point where I heard of a friend who hired a babysitter for four hours a week, you know, every day on a Tuesday. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Like, do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I did it because before it used to be, well, I had to have something I was going to go do or a reason. It's like, no. And it was lovely. I remember I would just go sit and get coffee all by myself with nobody running their, rubbing their noses on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So like people just need to give themselves permission to make their their own self-care and well-being a priority. And I'm telling you, it's amazing what can come through. Like I started hearing more wisdom from my inner soul, not just the freedom as a mindset. Now I'm starting to get even messages when I'm running through the airport about to miss my flight, you know, slow down, Denise, there's no reason to run. Your flight's been delayed. I'm like, no, it's not. The app says it's on time. I need to be there on the other side of Dallas-Fort Worth in three minutes. And I got like a 10-minute run. So like, no, Denise, all you need to do is just walk. Your flight's been delayed. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm hearing now that I've slowed down and really started listening to myself and giving myself space. So it's incredible what you can tap into, the power of your mind. Yes, that's lovely. And if you are feeling really stuck in your job, you know, with a family, whatever it is, start to, I would say to start thinking about, yes, first of all, what do you can do to be more efficient? And then how can you make time to even think about what it is that you want? Like starting Mm -hmm. to tap in to what would that space look like? And then start to make it a you know, a reality. Exactly. You can't get to where you're going if you don't know what it is you want. It's like trying to navigate somewhere without a map. It makes no sense. You're not going to get to the exact spot. You're going to end up who knows where, Timbuktu. (laughs) Exactly. Great. Well, it's been super fun talking to you and and inspiring to uh, realize, you know, realizing uh, my days are so filled up that maybe I need to start carving out more time consciously again for myself. So yeah, just do a 30 day experiment and and decide what you think would be interesting to try and experiment with it. And you can do another experiment a little differently the following month and come, you know, figure out what you think works best for you. Adopting an experimenter's way of life is one of the greatest things I've ever done. I've always got experiments running on different things, all kinds of things. I experiment with things that would just blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Experimenter way of life. I just wrote that down. That's great. Yeah. So can you remind people again where they can learn about you and the the vacation effect and how they can start to experiment? Yeah, so um, the my main website is vacationeffect.com, vacationeffect.com. That's my my site for entrepreneurs and um, you know, executives and that's where I help them learn how to grow by subtraction. And that that website has a link on my podcast, the Vacation Effect podcast, my book that's coming out in early 2020, and um, you know some other free resources, reports, and things that they can download there. So um, those that's the audience that I primarily serve. But I hope that the information that I've shared today is is helpful to you know people that are both entrepreneurs and employees. Yes, I think it is all the way around. It's it is because so much of it is the way you look at your life, and what Absolutely. you're talking about the way you're looking at life. You can do that no matter where you are, what, no matter what you're doing. Exactly. Unless you are in, in um, prison or the military, like you're in control of your own schedule and your own life. Those are the two that someone else is controlling that for you. But otherwise, you're in control. You just have to decide what you want and go for it. Right. And even then, as Viktor Frankl would say, you then still have control over how you're thinking about it and how you're responding to it. Totally true. Which blew my mind the first time mm-hmm. I started to really learn that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, I appreciate you showing up for yourselves. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 